This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast. Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to be talking about building up the survival library. You know, nobody likes, you know, sitting down and reading. Maybe you do. You kind of like to read. I do, Not but I'm a so nerd. much. You're I'm a nerd, nerd, you know. I like to be outside doing stuff. Of course, you're probably outside more than I am. Who knows? But anyway, there are certain things, you know, there's a million books out there. How do you know what's the right one? Whatever. I know I've been playing this game being prepared, building up the homestead, doing this stuff for a while. And I've bought hundreds of books. And everybody's like, oh, this one has the greatest stuff. Or, you know, everybody buys me these books. Oh, try this, try that. But I wanted to talk about, you know, the ones that were most important to me. The ones that I found were really helpful. And really it comes down to about five I have like a top 10 we can talk about, but my five favorite books that are actually useful and you really need to kind of sort your way through. And no, I don't mean you need the books, but I'm just saying they cover all the skills that you need to get, you know, get through. Right. And so, I don't know. Talk to me. What do you think? Well, I uh, I know there's there's a... It's good to have a library because you don't know how long you're going to have the internet, you know? It's easy to say, I'm in a bad situation, or I'm in a situation, I've got a dead animal, but I don't know how to butcher it. You know, I, I fa- I've never killed a possum before, and I don't know what to do with this thing. Well, you know so what? So you can go online and look it up. <laughs> so Well, you can go online and look these things up, but if you don't have access to the internet... And you don't have the book the sitting on the on the bookshelf, yeah. then you're not going to be able to uh, access that information, right? And that's that's you know the thing. I just I like having it there. 
I know some of these books I have here, they have chicken blood all over them and different things. And it's a sign to me that I use them, you right. know? I was out there with a book learning how to butcher a freaking chicken. You know, that's uh-huh. that's. Well, is that how you judge how valuable the book is? By how it's much by chicken how much blood, blood is on, is on it? it? <laughs> well, not just chicken blood. Okay. I mean, any kind of blood is really a good standard. That, uh-huh. All right, this book was kind of use, useful, you know? Yeah, Some this is what I cut my thumb when... off and I, I had to use this book. That's why my K-bar is so close to my mm-hmm. yard, you know? <laughs> Turns out cracking chestnuts with the K-Bar, maybe not the smartest move, <laughs> but I do keep my knife sharp, and mm-hmm. I, I can tell you that. So anyway, back to uh, the library. So the first book I wanted to talk about is The Self-Sufficient Life and How to Live It by John Seymour. And this book's a little older. It goes back to uh, 76, but... Anything, this book covers everything you'd ever want to know on laying out the homestead. And to me, it was kind of the beginning manual to being a prepper. You know, to laying out everything, knowing what to do, knowing how to garden. And the thing is, one book that covers everything. This book, he talks about, you know, gardening top to bottom. Every kind of plant you can think of, you know, carrots, trees, whatever, He's going to cover, you know, when to plant it, how to plant it, what they should be near, what plants will grow together, things like that. He's going to talk about canning and jarring, talks about uh, butchering, all the different, you know, animals you're going to, livestock you're going to grow, talks about how to fence it. Um, I mean, you know, in his livestock, in the farmyard area, covers cows, um, goats, pigs, sheep, chickens, rabbits, bees. I mean, just, you know, everything out of one book, you know, and it's, yeah, he goes into enough detail where, you know, you don't need to buy another book. You can say, you know what? I want to raise rabbits. You can go to the chapter on rabbits and you're going to get the information there. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously you want to research something. You can, you know, get involved as much as you want. Right. I know early on when we did the chickens, I, I'd never had grown chickens anything like that before so you know i read like 10 books on building chicken coops or mm-hmm. you know where i maybe went to five websites and read two or three books and when i did they had all these rules do this do that and you know come later now what i know it was all not necessary that's the bottom line right you know maybe that was the best practice and the best way you could do it some of the different tips Although there was a lot of contradiction from book to book. Really? Now it's kind of like, what the hell? You know, who are mm-hmm. these people and whatever? But the bottom line, things that, you know, oh, you need to have a window, um, you know, facing the south and, they, you know, all this nonsense. And I did. I worried about all these things. They were like, talked about <clears throat> what size chicken wire and, you know, how a raccoon's going to come along and, and uh, reach through the chicken wire, grab a chicken, and pull them out piece by piece through the chicken wire. Uh-huh. And you know what? Five years, no problem. And then, of course, you know, like a month ago, that you exact your, thing happened. And sure enough, there were bones and little pieces through the freaking chicken wire. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, maybe that guy was right. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the point is, some of it is just they're looking for stuff to fill up a book. Right. And I try not to get too caught up. This guy 
knows what he's doing and cuts right to it. Mm-hmm. Covers the, you know, you need to know. And I really, you know, find that useful. Um, he actually talks about growing up, clearing land, draining land, irrigation, horse tractors. Um, you know, talks about harvesting uh, food from the wild. Talks about, you know, fishing. Covers different stuff. Maybe make your own pond. It's in here. Uh-huh. Has dairy. You know, how to do the cows. Mm-hmm. How to do that kind of thing. Um, talks about you know, preserving, freezing, canning, like I was saying, making bread, has beer making. I mean, that's, and he covers the whole thing. And he's like, right. look, you just grew the wheat, you did this, or, you know, the barley, now, whatever. When you were making your own beer, yes. were you using this? Did you refer to this book? Or did you uh, I didn't, use different stuff? Somebody, well, actually, you know what I did? You know how I got into the beer making was uh, they had the commercials for the Sam Adams contest to make your own beer or something. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, go to this website, whatever. And they had a kit for like a hundred bucks, but it ended up being awesome. It had the big, you know, five gallon, uh, what carboy they call it, the big mm-hmm. glass jar. Had five gallon buckets and malt and had everything. It's funny because we and the wife were just talking about this. It covered everything. For about a hundred and ten bucks, you got this whole kit, and it made like two batches of beer, which is a batch of beer was like two cases in each batch. You uh-huh. know, when so you, when, uh, when you, you got know, done basically a hundred bottles, ninety six bottles, whatever. Okay. Then, so you got twice that, so two hundred beers for the hundred bucks, and you got all this equipment. It was awesome, and honestly, that Jim Cook from the commercials, mm-hmm. he. Uh, he does the video and he's just right in there going, look at this. And he's just so passionate and inspiring. You're right. like, oh, that's awesome, you know? And yeah. he's like, I do this and don't just do follow the recipe like this. You should be making your own and try your own things. And every barley tastes different. All the hops are different. And you can buy different ones and you mix and match and you just get excited about it. You know, you're right. like, wow. Right. Well, you, now, haven't, you didn't make make a batch uh, this year. Not this year. And, and we're talking about it. It's in the process. Yeah. But uh, Well, you came up with a couple of uh, really good some ones. Some really good beers. You yeah. know? And I really was pleased. It was funny. I had about... Five or six batches I went through, and the first four I loved every one, and mm-hmm. I think the fifth one it was that. okay. Right, you know, it was like, eh, all right, you know, and then I just kind of was like, yeah, I could just buy it if it's gonna be this. It's so much work. Right, you're just you have to. You're so paranoid about getting everything cleaned with bleach, and because any bit of bacteria gets in there and messes up your uh, right. yeast. Mm-hmm. And just funky things will grow. It'll smell. It'll taste funny. And so you're so paranoid. I got to bleach everything. I got to make it all spotless. But then, oh, I got to rinse the bleach off everything. Because if there's any bleach, it's going to kill my it's yeast, gonna kill your yeast and mess me up. Yeah. And so you just, you know, it just was like, yeah, is it really worth it? But you, you had back, a, a few that were really, had really, really good. good. I, was, I was happier than any beer I bought. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that to me is really cool. So then... I ended up, I went back, I was going to buy some last year and redo it, and it was going to cost me about 75 bucks to make a batch with the stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute, now it's not so fun anymore, you know? (laughs) I'm like, oh, because I I could go buy two cases and I know they're going to turn out good. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they're going to be what I want. So it's kind of, you know, frustrating. 
But, so yeah, I think we are going to get back into it. Money's uh, lightened up a little bit where it's starting to flow again. And mm-hmm. uh, so things are good. So yeah, they cover beer making, wine making, cider, vinegar. Mm-hmm. Um, talks about uh, toilets, making, uh, you know, saving electricity, water power, um, power from wind, fuel from waste, nonsense. Uh crafts and skills so he talks about plumbing he talks about making rope pottery cotton um you know i mean the bottom line the guy's got the whole homestead covered and that's pretty awesome you know and i i get excited about that kind of thing right especially um, something that you can have one book right. that covers that covers and the guy's knowledgeable and that's the thing after you go through something you feel like you trust him right and then it's like, all right, you know what? I know this guy knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And believe me, I did the research. You know, I went online, just had the billion reviews where everybody's like, this is the guy. Right. And then I still have gone and bought a million other books, but and I keep going back, back, to, back this to this one. one. And what's, the, what's the name and the author? Again, that's uh, The Self-Sufficient Life and How to Live It, um, John Seymour. And I guess the uh, subtitle is The Complete Back to Basics Guide. All right. And it really is. It's getting you off the grid, you know, back to living like the Waltons. He's got it covered and can get you there. Mm-hmm. Again, I just it seemed like a real good foundation if you're going to be a prepper homesteader. Right. You know, and that, that's what I was looking for. That's why it hits number one on my list because uh-huh. it kind of covers these are the basics. And it honestly is the book that I go back to the most for all my, you know, property setup stuff needs, you know. Right. But, so number two, maybe uh, you're going to tell us a little bit about it. Uh, the SAS manual. Um, the British, uh, it's basically like a, a Boy Scout handbook. And it just covers what plants are edible, how you, you know, what you got to do to eat them. It's got the first aid. It's got, you know, what to do. A lot of the stuff we cover in the, uh, it's funny, I was looking at it. It covers a lot of the chapters or things that we do podcasts on, like survival at sea. Um, you know, and it was funny because I went through it and I was like, oh, what did we miss? And I was like, you know, we did a little bit better. <laughs> and I'm like, we did pretty good. Yeah. So I was kind of excited about that. But uh, it goes through, you know, all the different things. Survival at sea has, uh, you know, how to make a shelter, how to start a fire a million different ways, you know, and he's got just every step has all the plants, all the snakes, all the spiders, all the things that you right. got to worry about. And that's the sort of thing that that is a handy reference book to have, you know, cuz it's not a it's not a uh right. a 15-pound book. It's no. something you might even want to stick in a backpack right. or a bug and out actually, bag. Actually, that is in my bug out bag. I mentioned it in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And it's we just mentioned it in the uh survival at sea, you know, it's one of the things that you'd love to have and and that's in my bug out bag, whereas the self-sufficient life is not. But again, these are core setting up the homestead. Right. You're not going to be... Uh, core values. This is... Yeah, if you you're know, bugging out, you don't, need yeah. to, uh, you don't need to plant a garden for... Now, uh, if I'm loading up my pickup with everything and I'm going to build myself a farm in the woods with nothing, I am taking the self-sufficient life. Right. But yeah, if I'm running away with one bag, the mm-hmm. SAS manual is the book that I want. Um, so, you know, again, that's just the all-around reference... And that is the actual survival, you know, uh, Bear Gorillas kind of thing. You know, guy out in the woods, you know, you need to know what to do to live. He's right. got you covered in the SAS manual. 
Um, number three. Three is going to be The Secret Garden of Survival. Now, this one I actually heard in a uh, podcast. I found it um, from Off the Grid News. you seen that? Yeah. And uh, they were actually interviewing the author, and I was just... I was so pumped up by the author, like, oh, this guy's so awesome, he's great. I got the book, I, it, it was not quite as awesome as hearing him talk about it. I was like, oh, you know, he's great. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not a big reader, and, right. and that's the thing. But uh, the That sequel, seems more of a book that you're going to sit down and, you gotta and put read time chapter in. by, and yeah, by exactly. chapter. Exactly. That's I, not as much of a reference book as some of the I like it others. to be just pictures. <laughs> if it's not pictures and that that's maybe why I like uh-huh. the self sufficient life. Right. He's got a lot of pictures, he shows you everything, takes you through it all. Um this one actually does have a fair amount of pictures, but to understand what the hell's going on, you gotta do some reading. Right. Now, this one I, I didn't want the reason I put it at number three, I don't want people to get so uh ahead of themselves with uh you know, setting up the homestead and not consider what this guy has to talk about. Mm-hmm. To me, this is when you're laying out your homestead and picking out, you know, the way you should set up your property. Right. This should be one of the first things you read because it really gives you the ideas of, you know, how you want to lay it out. Right. And that's, I mean, again, right. there's pictures and diagrams of laying it out in the self-sufficient life. But this guy gives you some more good ideas that right. really get you around. And, it, you know, it has a lot of uh, good ways. Uh, you know, a lot of us, me particularly, I know you the same way, have have a large forest re, you yes. know, resource next to or on your property. And uh, this kind of um, has a lot of ways to use the forest uh, to be beneficial to you. Right. That's The book is actually set up. To, they, they call it the secret survival garden. The idea is, one, your neighbors and the building inspector and everybody else doesn't even realize you're growing and doing stuff. That's right. kind of why it's cool. And what he does, he talks about it. I, I can't think of the term. It eludes me. But basically, when the plants all help each other and that's how they grow. Right, symbiotic. Okay. Yeah. So that's, you know, and then... When you have the beneficial plants, he has them set up in there where you have a tree, a shrub, a bush, and little plants and whatever. Mm-hmm. They all grow so close and so tight, and they actually benefit the soil and help each other where you don't even have to go weed it. You don't have to do anything. You just let it grow because they're all protecting each other. And right. the Indians used to do it you know, back in the day with what the corn and the beans and they would mm. all I think the beans would wrap the beans around the corn, the corn stalk as it right. grows up but this guy has done the research and really gets into it where you know everything is uh you know going to help each other and it's all going to grow and it's awesome and I don't know just one of those things I get really excited about cuz I'm like yeah you know this is easy and the idea is it, it honestly it's a fair amount of work I thought it would be a little bit easier but once you put the time in and you set this up, mm-hmm. then you can kind of set it and forget it. You know, it's one of right. those things where it just goes, and right. you don't and have to take care of it. Even in even out. a great book to have, say, uh, at a bug out location, because you don't necessarily have to be doing this on your own property. If yeah, it's forest that nobody's going to notice it. Right, 
except uh, when you go out there and you know you're and you're hey, uh, gathering, hungry. hunting and, and gathering. Your you, this is uh, your gathering book. And how cool are you when you're out looking for food? And there it is, and, right in yeah, front of you. And you know, know where to go and look. And so, who was that again? That was the secrets. Secret Garden of Survival. Okay, that's Rick the Austin. Author, Rick Austin. Rick Austin. Okay, so definitely that's number three. Number four, I want to talk about. Now, this book, I know it sounds silly. Most people, uh, not their thing, but when I find a book that really covers a topic, and to me, this is a basic uh, survival skill that you really kind of should learn. Um, It's called, it's a long title, The Complete Book of Butchering, Smoking, Curing, and Sausage Making, How to Harvest Your Livestock and Wild Game. And this is by Philip Hashirdi, Hashider, one of those. Philip somebody with an spell, H. Spell it out. I have to spell it out? Yeah. All right, we'll get into it. So H-A-S-H-E-I-D-E-R. Yeah, I couldn't pronounce that. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm Mr. Cocky. <laughs> so anyway, it's funny. I uh, I ordered a uh, how to like butcher your deer in the field book. And that was the idea was, I, th- I think I read something about how to take 20 pounds off a deer and then to take it home and whatever in your mm-hmm. backpack and you know they have the you can fold up the deer like a backpack itself and different things i don't know if you've seen this but anyway so i ordered this uh video and and the guys are they're out in the field and they just cut them right up and and they're pretty fast and easy and you know what i'd never done it at that point and mm-hmm. it was you know something new to learn so this book just kind of came with the dvd set right and i was like all right let's check it out this thing covers everything on butchering and the thing is for one animal he's got like 20 pictures and that's awesome because so many things like the self-sufficient life he takes you through it and it's got like you know some open pictures but it's like three pictures and they're hand drawn and i know like the first time i butchered a chicken I was so paranoid about cutting organs and different things. Right. And, you know, it says, oh, don't cut this because it'll spill out. You know, the sack will spill out all in everything and make a mess. And I was so paranoid. And I was just like, I can't really tell. Does he mean here? Does he mean there? Right. This butchering book, all your questions are answered. He takes you right through it. And to make the top of my list it's almost all pictures right so that's the bonus right. you know, and you it's, just go it's through you're like bam you know when you're when you're when you're a regular hunter you yeah. get used to right you know butchering sure. hogs maybe uh yep. if you hunt hunt boar if you hunt deer i have a boar know. story after we but, finish this uh but there's a lot of stuff in there that reference things that you're not normally gonna right. be hunting and that's well i mean he's pretty good he takes you through um I'll see if he's got uh, the index here. I'll take you through it. All right. So um, beef, bison, and veal, sheep, lambs, and goats, pork, poultry, and other fowl, venison, moose, elk, other big game, rabbits, small game, and fish. Um, And then he goes on later, you know, curing and smoking, making sausage, um, building a butchery business, how to set it up. Mm -hmm. Really, it's super thorough. Um, I don't even know if he's got the price on here. I'll tell you, yeah, twenty four bucks. But you know what? Find it used on half, and uh, yeah, you know, get in the game. You know, only suckers pay retail, right? <laughs> but seeing as you bring up boars or whatever pigs, 
I go to a customer's house today, mm-hmm. and I'm looking and I'm seeing like a you know what looks like the wild boars you see on TV. You know, some pig they're raising right. in the backyard, and he's eyeing me. And there's no pen, nothing. He's just standing there, and he's got to be a good 150 pounds. Got the tusks and the wiry black hair and and nasty looking. You know, and I'm like, huh. All right, so I go in the house, whatever. I don't even say anything. I don't care. Right. I go out. I have to grab a part out of the truck. I come back to the house, and the pig's standing in front of the gate to get in the house. And I'm like, oh, well, I know they eat people. (laughs) You know, I don't know. I don't, because they bite, and that scares me. And they have the tusks, and beware, man. I'm like, I don't know how friendly this guy is, you know? So. I kind of walk over, and he starts grunting and getting angry and, like, you know, looking at me and just keeps grunting. And I'm like, oh, I think I'll go back over <laughs> the truck, make some phone calls. Yeah. I go over, wait five minutes because I, I got some other things to do. Come back over, and he's sleeping next to the steps. And I'm like, cool. Walk by him, go inside, and I'm like, you know, you're a wild pig there. Uh, you know, went to – I don't want to mess with him. And she goes, well – you know what happens is the UPS lady comes and feeds them dog treats. And now anytime anybody comes, if you're not giving him a treat, he's pissed. And she's like, look, if you're going to make it out of my house, take this apple. And she's like, don't try and feed it to him. You'll lose your hand. Mm-hmm. She's like, but just throw it as far as you can one way and go the other way. Uh-huh. And sure enough, I go out there and he looks at me, starts snorting. You throw the apple? I threw the apple and ran like hell. But, uh, yeah, because it's awkward when you pull out the forty-five and shoot him in the head. Yeah, know? and then it's, oh, it turns then, out that was oh, my pet. Oh, that was my pet. That's Wilbur or whatever, and then it's awkward. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, sorry, got off task there, but uh, I've never had that play out before, you know? Yeah. What are we at? Number four? Number five. Number five. All right, one self-sufficient life. Two, SAS manual. Three, uh, secret garden, butchering. And number five is, uh, it's going to be, the book is called Cabins. And uh, I guess it's Cabins, A Guide to Building Your Own Nature Retreat by David and Jeannie Stiles. Now, I have a million books on cabins. I I find them fascinating. I'm always looking for new ideas and different things and how I'm going to do it. Um, I have this book, uh, Cabin Porn. I have uh, Cottages or Cabins of the Southwest and, you know, a million books. I really do. And I love them all and I stare at them all and whatever. But this one, the guy really takes you through. It's got floor plans to a million cabins, but, well, probably about 15. And then, but the idea is he shows you how to do it. And he talks about all the different things. It has building furniture, stools, chairs, you know, Adirondack chairs, different right. things. Um, he actually covers, like, sanitation, leach fields, where to put your outhouse. Um, talks about, um, like, the different tools, what axe he likes, what to buy. I ended up finding really good deal. Different things. It was funny. I didn't know how important the right axe was. And then, you know, I, I, I actually recommends this uh, thing. It's like 300 bucks, And I'm like, the hell I'm going to buy a $300 axe. And yeah, apparently get out of here with it. You know, whatever. So I started searching the name of the axe. And uh, Husqvarna 
um, makes one, and everybody's like, oh, this other company makes it for Husqvarna. That's why it came up in my search, you know? Mm -hmm. And they were like, it's just not finished, so they don't sand and oil the uh, the handle nice. It's still as nice as any other one you'd go buy, right. but it's not nice, right. you know? And uh, and they don't uh, spend the time sharpening it like they sharpen theirs mm -hmm. when they send them out. And I'm like, shit, I can take care of a handle, you know, linseed oil, and I can freaking, uh, you know, sharpen an axe, so... Sure enough, I bought this thing seventy five bucks, which sounds like a lot of money. Not better than three hundred, though. But better than three hundred, and it's freaking awesome. Yeah. And we, I had Dakota, who's half my size, take a uh, a cedar tree that was probably twenty inches, twenty four inches around, and he cut it down with the axe in about half hour, and uh -huh. I'm like, oh yeah. Now mind <laughs> you, that's not splitting it up. That's just right. That's just taking it, it but, down. You know, Hey, mm -hmm. I was excited. But he talks about, you know, how to fit the logs together, how to do door jams, different types of locks you can do out of wood, you know, and different uh -huh. things for the doors and and just all kinds of neat ideas that get you, you know, going. But the thing is, if you didn't know how to build anything, you could look at this book, look at the plans, and you could pretty much put together a decent cabin and come up with some good ideas at doing it. Right. And that I find exciting. Yeah. Um, I saw. A, uh, I watched a movie. Yeah. Uh, movie uh, a few years back. I was kind of stranded in a in a cabin during a, a rainstorm. Yeah. And uh, found this unmarked video down there. Yeah. That wasn't porn. It turns out not oh, every unmarked uh, VCR see? tape is. is I am porn. a little thrown. Yep. And it was called "Alone in the Wilderness," and right. it's uh, about a guy that retired from the post office and moves up in the middle of uh, nowhere, Alaska. Sets up a tripod and a camera. Does he build the hammer when he gets there? He brings what the only thing he brings with him is a couple of chisels, hammer head, the head of a hammer, and a few other small things. And he makes the handle for the hammer okay. as his first starting point. Handle for his axe. I think I might have and seen then, this uh, video. Yeah, and then from there he builds builds an entire cabin. And it was just uh, amazing to watch him work and, yeah. and how he did it in one you know, two month period. Right. Uh, you know, during Alaskan uh, yeah. Alaskan That's summer. That's fascinating. I mean, people make it such a big deal. I would definitely recommend to make a decent finding shelter this. if you know what you're doing. Yeah. So what tell us the title again. Alone, Alone in the Wilderness. Alone in and the I Wilderness. And I definitely recommend looking it up. I think okay. you can even watch it on YouTube yeah. for free. Yeah, I think I think I might I maybe have seen the same uh, video. So is that number five? That's number five. Number five. All right. So those are my top five again. I'm not in it going out and spending money. Maybe you go to the library and check one out. Maybe you can't find them. I don't know. But bottom line, to me, they were really useful. They're the tools that got me through it. Again, things that cover the general stuff were kind of nice. I, like I said, I buy lots of books. I like to look at it, see people's different takes uh -huh. um, on things. You know, Mr. Survival here. So, you know, you don't become a badass unless you do a little research. So, you know, that's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. I do have five more. I really had 10, 10 books, but I think those those are, are in my book, essential books. Right. Um, again, you know, whatever. You like what you like. Number six, just a quick run through, would have been actually uh, Rex Applegate has uh, Killer Get Killed. And if there was ever a book on fighting, this is it. Now, I know I'll put, I'll, in my life, I always would have told you from about 18 
to about five years ago, I would have told you the number one book on fighting is Bruce Lee's Tao Jeet Kundo. Mm-hmm. And that covers everything. And that's and a great book. It does think outside the yeah. box. I love that book. It's amazing. So no hate mail. But Rex Applegate's book is so practical. And he just covers and they use it as a training manual in the Marines. And actually when uh, my nephew uh, joined the Marines, I, I hooked him up with the book to uh, get a head start. And somehow never got returned. I don't know anything about that. But <laughs> anyway... He's got that. Maybe I gave it to him. I don't really know. I just know I don't have a copy right now, and, and it's a little sad spot uh, in my heart. Number uh, seven would be, um, it's a book called Death by Gun Control, The Human Cost of Victim Disarmament by Aaron Zellman and Richard W. Stevens. They're two uh, Jewish attorneys, and the book isn't really a reference like that. But they cover every aspect of why the Second Amendment is important and why you need to really be careful and protect your gun rights. Right. Well, and it's a good uh, survival uh, if you or prepping book. Prepper, that's something you need to cover. Right. I hate to say right. it. You don't think guns are important, but when we don't have them, and you know what, honestly, if you're listening to me, you probably do think guns are important. And don't worry, we'll get to episodes where we cover guns and different things. We're just getting there. Baby steps. So, number eight is The Have More Plan. And this is a uh, book that came out. It's written by Ed and Caroline Robinson. And I don't know, it's just really old. It came out about 60 years ago, at least. And it basically was the government's push to people being self-sufficient and taking care of themselves. And they actually, you know, tell you how to lay out your farm on an acre and utilize livestock growing and whatever to supplement your life. It just is a nice basic how to lay out everything, logical ideas, tells you where to put your laundry room, where to have the, the you know, everything and laying out everything. Right. You know, if you put your livestock here, you'll walk past this every day. If you put your garden over here, the livestock won't get into it. It covers a lot of the basics when the government really wanted to hold your hand. But it turns out it's better to tell you how to take care of yourself than the government holding your hand, giving you the food stamp card. I know I just saw they're they're giving uh, gas cards out now to people on welfare, and they're calling them independence cards. Ooh, excellent. <laughs> you get to get out on the move. Yeah. Now, it was on Facebook, so who knows what's right. But uh, So that's number eight. Yeah, number try not five. to get my... Uh... Try not to get my uh, reliable news from Facebook. No, you don't go for that. No, my uh, my wife, she um, <coughs> her hobby is is finding Facebook posts and then doing research and and finding and making people look stupid. <laughs> uh, I believe that. That's why I don't reshare anything. Um, so uh, number nine, Ragnar's ten best traps, and this is uh, Ragnar Benson does uh, Ragnar's Encyclopedia, all that older. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know, he had a lot of the hardcore, uh, you know, crazy conspiracy stuff. A lot of people listening to, uh, like, the reading the Anarchist Cookbook, those kind of books. Uh He's right in line with a lot of that, but he's awesome. And uh, he basically has 10 best animal traps, but he definitely talks about um, what to, uh, what to, like, how to set a trap, cover your sense, where to place it. 
you know, running water, different things to avoid smells, different things that'll come up. Covered a lot that I didn't know and a lot of simple ideas that could really get food in your belly without, you know, being that skilled of a hunter. You could put, you know, things that you could read the article and then when you're stuck in the wild, you're like, you know what? I can do this and right. you can get there. Right. And we're going to close it out with number 10 is the $50 and up underground house book. How to Design and Build Underground by Mike Oler. Yeah, that seems... Uh, I was looking through that book. Tell me. Tell me what it, you're it thinking. It seems, seems, definitely seems uh, like an interesting idea. It's an interesting idea, and he talks about how to get around permits and where to live and different things like that. But this guy, this isn't like you envision an underground house that you see on HGTV. This is your rough in it kind of guy. Right. But I guess you got that from your $50 and up. Yeah. And he really, it's a $50 and up kind of house. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's kind of cool. Yeah. And I just, I was really excited when I read it. He said one of the biggest problems he ran into is bears kept coming in. He mm-hmm. ends up shooting the bear finally after, you know, being plagued for forever. And then, of course, being the good upstanding citizen that he is, he calls the freaking government and is like, oh, you know, this bear, whatever, I didn't have a license or whatever. I don't know what, what the deal was. But he's like, look, you know, I, I or maybe it was just out of season or whatever. Right. Shot it. It was it came into my house while I was in there and I, mm-hmm. you know, couldn't do anything. And they're all, you know, lecturing them, finding them. They take the bear. He goes, let me pay for it to get butchered and we'll donate it to homeless people. And they're like, no, we can't do that. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And they wouldn't go for any of it. And they're just, the guy gets screwed left and right. But very entertaining read. Mm-hmm. Um, very easy to read for somebody like me who wants to give it, you know, 10 minutes of thought and not, you know, not hours of thought. Right, right. And, but uh, if you are into building an underground house, this is a book that you need to This have. is the book. And he really is pretty clever and... Uh, comes up with some awesome ideas so anything else to uh, report no no I think we covered uh, the basics with the book I mean uh, if you're if you're stuck in your library those are uh, definitely some good books to have all right uh, you know I like to uh, have books on on plumbing and electrical that I keep on on hand because uh, those are not my strong suits see I'm all knowing so yeah that's, well that's why that's I generally just have you come over and and fix my electrical and plumbing issues yeah uh when it comes to to building a house you know i wouldn't have a problem with that yeah minus those two what but um some first aid books are good to have too on on the shelf so last maybe uh any books you think of maybe go to the itunes go over to the reviews give us a five-star review and uh tell us what book that uh you think should be uh included in your survival library and uh, I think in the near future, we might do another episode, probably not that near future, on uh, fiction uh, novels. There's a lot of cool books out there that cover a lot of cool ideas and uh, different things and mm-hmm. are also a little bit entertaining. So that's kind of cool. But until then, you can uh, find out what we're up to at PreppingBadass.com. Follow us on uh, Facebook with the link. Uh, maybe if you like what you hear... Uh, Check us out on uh, Patreon. Throw us a little uh, support. Otherwise, have a good week, and we will talk to you next time.